Okay, here we go. Cameron Lazy's episode number 16. I only wish there was some kind of college basketball 16 reference that I could trot out here. There's not. So None, none at all. There's nothing out there. So we're going to talk about the Miami game. Uh, coming into this game, I'm here with Ariana and Aaron, of course. I am Shane. Coming into this game, we knew it was going to be tough. Duke was 5-5 five and five in their last 10 against Miami. 2-3 and three on the road. We know it was going to be a battle no matter what. We hoped our guys could pull through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and instead, it was an absolute embarrassment. Mm-hmm. It was a drubbing. We killed them. We're so good. We're the best team in the country. And I'm very pleased right now. How you doing, Ariana? Other than the fact that I am... I think I still have a hangover from seeing cats and its discomfort. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm going to go ahead and put my like weird general malaise under. Uh, honestly, I feel this game was really boring. Like I thought coming in, I, I just, I didn't really want to watch this game today. Cause I thought we were going to lose because our, the games against Miami are generally really tough. And it was a bloodbath to the point that I, I just got real bored because we were so much better than them. Um, I mean, yeah, that's, that's all I have to say, at least right now. I, across the board, our guys were phenomenal. I like our passing was great. Um, our paint presence was phenomenal. Our defense was great. So uh, just generally it was all around a great performance by us. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the lazies watched together tonight at Mikasa. It was the three of us with Aaron and I had our wives there. It was a, a lively showing. Aaron, I think, is coming jacked up on conspiracy theories. But uh, what do you want to say first off, Aaron? What are your perceptions of this game in general? Yeah, so we were down uh, 10-9, and Javin Delorier fouled a three-point shooter. So we did something wrong. <laughs> Nailed it. Found it. Found the I thing. found the thing. The one I found thing. found the thing that we did Good wrong in this pessimism. game. I knew you could do it. Mm-hmm. I had it in you all along. So this game was a weird watch for us. We spent the most of the first half arguing about whether Joey Baker was in the game at around the 15-minute mark, which Aaron insisted he was. Ariana said no, and I was just kind of being a pain in the ass by also saying no because I tend to side with Ariana. Usually it's it's the prudent thing to do. Yeah. Um, but then, Aaron, you were proven right in a glorious moment, and you did a dance in front of the TV mm-hmm. with the deadest eyes I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, you want to talk about that a little? How about that? the dance? Yes. Well, anything. You're, you're the whole thing. The dance, the whole incident. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I felt um, that... I, I. How did this start? Does anyone remember that? You said he was in there. I said he hadn't been in yet because I was looking at a box score. Right. Mm-hmm. So the box scores oh, did yes. not have okay. Joey right. Baker in. Okay, right. so point number one. The ESPN box scores are suspect. Um, they are often wrong. They have misrecorded statistics in the past. I do not trust them. That said, I saw Joey Baker with my very own eyes in the game, in a huddle, possibly uh, around a free throw shooting situation. And uh, I was challenged on this uh, by the co-hosts. And I stuck to my guns. Nearly gaslit, I would actually say. I mean, we basically were like, you saw O'Connell, and you're, you don't know your Duke players. Right. Um, but I, I knew what I saw. <laughs> I saw Joey Baker out there. I know my Joey, uh, uh, as I believe I said at you the time. You did say that. And like, I didn't say it in an ironic way. I no, was like, you I meant it. <laughs> yeah, I know you my Joey. You meant it fully. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know my Joey. Um, he's one of our boys. 
Our boys. Our boys. <laughs> and um, I, listen, I like to be right. Uh, that's not a... You wouldn't know it. <laughs> I know, right? News to me. <laughs> wow. Owned. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, no, I, uh, I often get excited when I'm right, when I'm proven right by the facts. Um, and, uh, I, I don't regret my celebration Mm -hmm. entirely, but I'm not sure it was really sportsmanlike. So I, I would like to not repeat that kind of um exhibition in the future i will act like i've been there before nice well done yeah well the first time you've ever been right i mean mm-hmm. that's a big moment it, for it everybody. is mm-hmm. um and the other thing i want to mention before we get into real basketball talk aaron's nodding he knew it was coming uh at one point during the game <laughs> holly Rowe and the announcers were featuring the father of oh vernon carey jr and again i want to emphasize before the punchline the player's name is vernon carey jr uh, and they were interviewing his father, and they had the mic on him. And Aaron looks at the TV and goes, "What's his name?" <laughs> Again, the father of a person named Vernon Carey Jr. Yeah, what's his name? It's not possible to know. <laughs> Is then, it? Are you sure? Are you going to stick to that one? Are I you going to stick to that one? I try not to make inferences. <laughs> sure. Or deductions. I try not to do logic in any way. Um, I avoid logic I, at all costs. I merely observe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like a child in the world, I don't know anything. Anything. So each time, you know, it's like um, uh, mindfulness is very hot right now. Sure. Uh, you familiar with, mm-hmm. with this concept where, you know, e- each new moment you're supposed to have beginner's mind. Yeah. Um, so I see a man. A form that I think is a man on the TV. He knew it was Vernon Carey's father, folks. He knew it. And I say, what is this? What is this image I'm seeing? It's not possible to know a man's name or whatever. Uh, not at all what happened. It was known It was known that it was his name. Yep. Or that it was Vernon Carey's father. It, it was, was known. And uh, Aaron just pulled off one of the great idiot moves. He was mm-hmm. laughed at by both of our wives, yeah. laughed at by Ariana. Yeah. Uh, and now I hope Aaron, in their homes across yeah. North Carolina, the, the country and the world, are laughing at you. the mm-hmm. lazies, as we're calling, is that what we're calling our fan I group? Think so. Yeah, I think so. The lazies are laughing at you. Yeah. Um, but it was good. It was, hey, it was all in good fun. It was. And later he got the victory dance all over us when Joey Baker came true. He redeemed himself. He did. Yes, when I found the statistic that same said he entered the game at about the, what, 15, 15 minute, 40 second yeah. mark. 100% right. Before I, we yep, tuned into the I, game. I posted it <laughs> on the official Twitter account, not a pretender Twitter account, at Cameron Lazies. Somehow they've put me in charge of this. Uh, I don't. I feel like you volunteered. I am pretty sure really you volunteered know, to do the I don't the really twittering. know what it... I, okay. Well, you're doing you a good job so far, bud. You're personal. the only one who won't tweet from your personal Well, account. I won't tweet from my personal So account. it only felt appropriate that... Um, I issued an apology tweet to all my non-basketball followers to just be like, it's conference play and like you're gonna get a whole bunch of basketball tweets and i'm sorry if that's not what you're here for exactly yeah i don't mean to offend anybody i'm yeah. sorry if yeah. you were upset i'm anyway. sorry if you were upset by my great basketball takes yeah yep. exactly uh 
so yeah, I actually thought this was going to be a tough game mm-hmm. uh, going into it. Uh, I saw that it's all, it's always hard playing at Miami, mm-hmm. right? We, we talked about this at the end of, of the last podcast. Um, and at the beginning it did actually it seem like, like going to be right. Um, yeah, it had the character of a classic Duke Miami road game for about where, four minutes. No, no. I, I think for, for maybe 10 minutes. Right. And we really began to separate near the end of the, of the first half. Um, uh, I, I think we were kind of, teetering around a 10 point lead uh uh later on in the oh now now i'm being fact checked live by the guy who's always talking about how you fact check on a podcast no hey look you're about right it was about eight minutes when things started to turn around yeah Yeah. Uh, in our favor and it was still a three-point game at 10 minutes so look hey aaron kirschenfeld right twice in one night and and i mean arguably wrong one time maybe Maybe yeah. it's possible. Yeah, the Vernon Carey incident. <laughs> uh, Maybe no. it was he named himself senior after Vernon Carey's success. Oh yeah, that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a very frequent occurrence. <laughs> I think it happened with Gardner Minshew. So look, you can see how the first half went for us. <laughs> this is uh, as Duke decimated the Miami Hurricanes. We kind of got lost in our conspiracy theories and other. Weird little it's mental not a tangents. conspiracy theory that ESPN doesn't record the stats right. No, you're right about that. I mean, they at least should have his name in there. It's look, it's an imperfect system. I don't know who's in charge of it. I assume a robot of some kind, probably. But yeah, the robots need to be uh, tweaked and oiled and whatever because uh, they're not doing the job. And in my opinion, just remember, robots, that Shane said you weren't doing your job right. I said it was ESPN. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm the one. I'm the one to take out. Um, but come to me first, and I'll uh, I'll give you the dirt on Aaron Kirschenfeld robots. Uh, so Ariana, um, then in the second half, you were trying to stay awake. Um, I, was. I was furiously trying to analyze basketball, even though like we had already put them to bed mm-hmm. and it was pretty much over. Uh, and Aaron, I don't even know what Aaron was doing at that point. But um, I don't know. What should we even talk about with this game? I mean, we can talk about. Cassius Stanley, I guess. He was awesome. Everybody was awesome. I, I do sort of think that Miami's defense is abysmal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Miami, they were 5-13 and 13 in the ACC last year after having several quote-unquote successful seasons under Jim Laranaga. Um, but yeah, they, like, I think they've fallen on hard times. Like I think this is not the Miami team we're used to seeing. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, it was interesting to just sort of see them deflate. And it was like the more their offense just or the more their defense kind of just kept getting pounded by us in the paint, the more their offense sort of dragged too. That's right. And they sort of played with like no no sense of urgency, um, which was just kind of it made to me it made for a boring basketball game, um, and like especially in considering Miami team's past how physical and fiery they've been this team or at least in this performance because i haven't seen them play any other games it was really lackluster um and like it almost like this felt like the equivalent of like a non-conference game almost with the way the air in the arena was where it was just like okay we walloped them whatever um and i just looked at the the score when we played miami at miami last year and we won by 30 points it was 87 57 in that game too and so yeah, I mean, I think that goes to your potential point of, um, you know, are they having a little bit of a downswing right now uh, for Miami? And it's possible that they are. Um, 
So yeah, this team, this Miami team, um, so far has they beat Clemson, they lost to Louisville, but the Louisville game was close. Mm-hmm. However, seeing what I saw there, I mean, I know Duke is really we're kind of like hitting our stride, especially offensively, but I just can't see this Miami team going five hundred yeah, uh, no. in the ACC or honestly anywhere no close to it. Um and the one thing for me that was weird, it was like, okay, the Boston College game felt like uh, a classic example of this Duke team where I was felt very secure. Because I was like, we scored, we did enough offense within probably the first like twelve minutes of the game, and mm-hmm. I know Boston College can't score on us enough to get and that, back. And they, yeah, they, that fights into our strength. Like our defense is our strength; mm-hmm. they can't score on us enough. This game, I was like, our offense could not be stopped. Yeah, I said this team is not. I felt secure for the opposite reason. This team is not going to be able to stop us mm-hmm. no matter how they score the entire game. And again, it felt like they wouldn't get much past sixty points, which they didn't. But yeah, that was a weird one. I don't know that yeah. Duke will have many games like that this year. Yeah, but it was a kind of a an oddball. Yeah, it was weird in that regard of like really seeing this quote unquote defensive team really showing their offensive chops, and like that even went for when we had really strange, mostly uh, defensive lineups in the game. Um, like we saw a lot of playing time out of Jordy Goldwire um, in this game, and there was one point in time where the lineup was Jordy Wendell. Cassius, Javin, and Matt Hurt. And like it was a really strange lineup, but it still worked. Yeah, every, um, everything worked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it's yeah, I mean, it's one of those if this team can continue developing in those sorts of ways as conference play kind of continues on, then we really are well balanced on each side of the court and like that's what i hope to see as the season winds down like that's that's the team that you want to show up where you can do it on both ends of the court and kind of no matter what team shows up to play against you you have options and strategies to like counter them in some way so it's building my faith in this duke team which i like um and yeah yeah and that's that's the um i i understand why you want the defense to be the fundamental part of your team uh the defense for this team is is the table stakes Mm -hmm. like we know that they are going to show up with that um and then when the offense really now is is exhibiting what at least three consistent very good scorers um some some excellent athletic talent so I guess you know Hurts' uh, emergence in the last couple games, uh, really, uh, really mm-hmm. stepping up. Uh, there were a couple moves he put on them down low uh, in this game. It's like they're finding ways to get him on the post, not yep. posting him up, uh, which yeah, is cool. That's right. Yep. That's right. Uh, so you got him. Carry again looked unstoppable in this game. He had uh, some great assists too. Okay, what I'm seeing, Stanley was eight for eleven from mm-hmm. the field. Two for two from three. What was our overall field goal percentage? Uh, almost sixty percent. Just yeah. shy of it. Yeah, I mean that's and our let's great. see three point percentage forty two percent. So another good game that way. Um, so here's one. We were talking about this during the game. We looked. I was curious to see if Duke had recently scored a hundred points in an ACC road game because um, it looked for a while like we might be sort of on the verge. We ended with ninety five. The answer is no in the last decade, and I haven't checked this to see if I'm right, but I suspect I am that this is the highest output uh, for a road conference mm-hmm. game in terms of pure points that we've had um, at least in a decade. So, Well, nothing went wrong offensively. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, everything worked. So 
again, is that a function of Miami's defense, which uh, according to the, the statistical uh, things you were showing us, uh, they're not very good, uh, Miami, what, in the 190s or 200s? Yeah, they're, or they're in the like 200s, that. which for a power conference team is very, very low. Uh, that's, that's some pretty abysmal defense uh, so far this year, and it's only going to get worse after this game. So, you know, again, do you chalk this up to, okay, our offense was really good, or we are playing uh, a defensively challenged team, just like was our defense really good in the last game against Boston College, or was Boston College just especially uh, not careful with the ball, uh, leading us uh, to to an exceptional defensive performance that way? I mean, at some point... Uh, I'll have to stop making these arguments, right? And we'll, we'll, <laughs> I mean, we'll have to be one of, the, you know, we'll have to say, you know, okay, we are actually a good defensive team and we are actually a good offensive team. Uh, and I'm sure there are numbers that will will start to bear this out. But I, I, I do think this is, this is really, really hard for me to say, but it's like, this team looks really balanced, yeah. um, really solid and pretty good. Yeah, I completely agree. I it mean, feels that feels so wrong. <laughs> the, you should see the rictus of pain on, on Christian really? Feld's face right now. It's it's really profound. But no, it's true. I mean, it's I don't think any of us foresaw coming into this year uh, a liking this team this much or b this team being as good as it yeah. is. Um, I, I certainly have the feeling right now that this team has a far better chance than last year's team did to make a Final Four or potentially contend for a title. Which is really saying something uh, when you just had two of the top three draft picks and one of them was Zion Williamson. Ariana, you've got something? So, yeah, I have a point of uh, uh, information. I think that's the correct debate term in regards to whether or not Duke has scored uh, 100 points on a conference team in... On the road. Oh, on the road. Okay. Never mind. I take it back. (laughs) Yeah, because we routed Georgia Tech at home 110. Oh, yeah. I remember that game. Yeah. Yeah. And Um, at home, you're going to get that once in a while. I mean, it's hard to score 100 points, period, in a college basketball game. There's just not that much time. But um, yeah, on the road, I just don't think it it hasn't happened in the last decade, at least. And I I don't know. Again, I'm not going to go through all the scores again, but Duke's 95 tonight, I think, has to be up there. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this team this team is like incredibly fun. Uh, you you mentioned Vernon Carey Jr. already, incredibly efficient offensively. We saw him lose his man a couple times tonight, um, but honestly, like who cares? Just he's just so so unbelievably good. Cassius Stanley, Ariana, at the beginning of the game, you were like he needs to get back and have like mm-hmm. a really good game. We haven't really seen that since he got hurt. He's been fine, um, but then tonight he just kind of exploded again and. Uh, Eight for eleven from the floor, mm-hmm. two for two from three. Like Aaron said, I feel like is this what you wanted to see from him? Yeah, he's had a couple of kind of quiet games. He's had contributions, and he's had you know a couple of like splashy dunks in a couple of uh, the games. I think he maybe yeah, um, but he hasn't had like a dominant performance where it was like you look back at the game, you're like Cash just was a major like player in this yeah, game. Yeah. Um, who was like super involved in the offense or on the defensive side of the court. And so it was really nice to see that switch turn for him um, and to see him have such a great performance across the board. Um, So it's again in this team, it's nice that we have 
enough options that you can have a night where one guy is off or one guy's having a quiet game of like nine points or something like that. And it doesn't tank us. Mm -hmm. It's been a little bit since we've had a team like that, where we weren't dependent on somebody. Like if one guy goes down, then we're losing this game. And so it really is great that we have options. Um, But it was really nice to see him like fired up and like playing the type of game he can play. Well, I mean, so the, the one thing that did go wrong, right. Is that Trey Jones was in foul trouble Mm -hmm. for a lot of this game. Sat um, a good amount. Didn't matter. Yep. Uh, Goldwire yep, yep. filled in really well. Uh, uh, other guys uh, took up the slack. Mm-hmm. And <sighs> yeah, especially on the assist side of the court. Or yes, a- everyone the was game. sharing the ball mm-hmm. really, really well. Uh, so, may I bring in a question from one of the lazies? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, this question comes to us from James. And it says, uh, uh, the James was listening to Jay Billis talk about Duke's upside, and he's wondering, is Wendell Moore the key to Duke being, quote-unquote, unstoppable? And I'll stop you right there. Well, I want to. Re- I'll stop you right there. Okay. okay. Unstoppability. Okay. No team is unstoppable. Sure. Because the team hasn't gone in motion yet. Oh, and yeah. an object in motion. In motion must sure. remain in motion. I feel like you have to read his whole... Oh, I have to read the whole Yeah, thing. I mean, okay. he went All out right. of his way to really... He yeah. did, he, really but it's a, it's a yeah. thread. It's yeah. a thread. Okay. It seems to me, <clears throat> this is a quote, that if he, meaning Wendell Moore, becomes a more consistent scorer to add to his defense and rebounding, then he does make this team almost unbeatable okay good qualifier thank yep. you james mm-hmm. uh, almost unbeatable uh maybe i'm wrong and the real answer is trey scoring more no it's not uh <laughs> or just finding a definite three-point shooter that sounds good uh but what are your thoughts yeah so uh, he wrote all that stuff in there about the yeah you know, and the, I, I was mistaken we have more tweets from james coming up james is Oh, okay. Uh, he's outdone himself. I mean, okay. he wants to be the number one Cameron Lazy. We'll get there. We'll get there, okay? But, James, to your question, uh, Ariana said it to me earlier. I'm not bragging. This is just something that happened, is that at the beginning of the year, we all picked our kind of, like, if this guy plays well, it makes a huge difference for the team. Wendell Moore was my guy. Um, having seen him play since then, he's been sort of the most complicated one for all of us to analyze because he will have, like, these weird lapses where he commits a bad turnover, He'll, he did have bad games early, but he seems to play well in the big games so mm-hmm. far. And then when you watch him drive and get to the hole, he's got just a nose for it, and he's really, really good. He had some drives today where he just kind of like – he's got that thing where he's broad enough where it feels like he can kind of knock people mm-hmm. over in, <laughs> on the way in a way that's not an offensive foul. Um, he's He's got a great instinct for the basket. I love watching him play. I think he's just, again, like – just a fraction off, a fraction away from putting it all together. But I think he's looked better and better. I think Coach K obviously trusts him. Mm-hmm. He didn't start and he hasn't started for the last couple of games, but he's getting playing time up there with the uh, with the biggest starters. And uh, obviously, offensively, um, you know, Jordan Goldwire's done a good job running the offense in Trey's absence. But I think Coach K. Uh, after Trey feels best about Wendell Moore mm-hmm. running the point. So yeah, I love Wendell Moore. Uh, I think if he does score more. Again, it's one of those things where he's going to get to the basket, so that's going to open up. And he's a good passer, so it's going to open mm-hmm. up guys like Hurt, um, hitting from the outside, Joey Baker. Um, yeah, I love Wendell Moore. I think the better he gets for us, the better we are, and he's absolutely a key player. 
Yeah. And I would agree with that. And I, while we were watching, I said, like, if Wendell Moore can kind of pull all of these pieces together, like I see him doing or like we see him doing, um, we would have like a, you know, a trio like we did for the 2015 team of Tyus Jones, Justice Winslow and Jalil Okafor. And we would have that trio in Trey Jones, Wendell Moore and Vernon Carey Jr. Um, and so I think and then we have these, you know, additional guys like Matt Hurt um, and, you know, Joey Baker and so on and so forth who can contribute as well. And so I think as his game develops, we'll see this Duke team continue to develop more strongly. Um, and the other thing that just popped into my head in regards to the fact that Wendell Moore isn't starting, it might be that mentally he is more comfortable coming off the bench and coming into the game. Yeah. And like, it could be just a nerves or psychology aspect thing. And like, I was especially thinking about this in regards to the fact that Alex O'Connell is starting and all of us are confused by it. And so maybe it's almost like a placeholder to bring Wendell in off the bench instead. Um, and oh no, I think the, the O'Connell thing is pure. Uh, that's tactics. Let's hear. I'm it. I'm also saying that it's tactics, but I'm saying it's tactics for Wendell oh, Moore, oh, not tactics oh, no, no. for Alex O'Connell. No, no, it's uh, the Madman theory. If Coach K is crazy enough to start Alex O'Connell, who knows? <laughs> crazy <laughs> enough to do anything? <laughs> to do anything? It's like on the first day of prison. <laughs> right. Like you got to yeah. go in and You've do just, something outrageous. You have to start Alex O'Connell. <laughs> yeah. Is he really going to do it this time? Is he really going to do it? Oh my God, he did it. Yeah, you see, like the announcer in Miami going, "And hey, at guard, Alex O'Connell and Larry Nick is just sweating." <gasps> Larry Nick is just sweating. What's the game plan? <laughs> if this man is crazy enough to do this, he'll do absolutely anything. <laughs> a mad lad, indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but really, it's a good segue to O'Connell because he started two games now, and in both games, I think. Well, it was but wait, but wait. Okay, so it looked like Wendell Moore had a good game, but he had a pretty traditional Wendell Moore stat line today: three for seven from the field. Six points, uh, what, two assists, three turnovers. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not too concerned about the turnovers. I think especially in a game like this, things get a little loose um, at the end. But I, I One think, of them was a pretty bad pass to no one. Oh, he definitely does bad passes at least once a game. I think what I'm saying with Moore, and it kind of feeds into what you're – I'm not disagreeing with you. No. What I'm saying is that it's Why the flashes. It's the flashes mm-hmm. that look so great. And it's not like Alex O'Connell flashes where he can have like a great dunk or something. With Wendell, it's like, okay, he had a pretty solid game today, but also like when he does drive and score, or even sometimes when he drives and can't finish, it, he's got a certain type of basketball athleticism that I don't think anyone else on this team has, including Trey. Um, the only other person is Cassius Stanley who can get to the hole like mm-hmm. that. But Stanley kind of does it vertically, where Moore right. is somebody who like sees the hole, hits it hard like an NFL running back mm-hmm. in some ways. And can, and can kind of get there that way. And I think that's key to have. So I just think he gives us something that we don't really uh, have beyond him at the moment. But you're right. Like, it's not... I mean, look, he scored six points. He's oh, not, and I guess one of those turnovers was the bullshit block charge call. Yeah, right, yeah. The the at least one per game where the referees have no idea what a charge well, is. Well, this was a it. pretty pretty egregiously bad one. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, so, yeah, so Wendell Moore, I think, is key. Um Cassius Stanley was awesome. Vernon Carey was just himself, which is great. But let's talk about O'Connell. Um, second straight game starting. Second straight game where I think he ends up with fewer than 10 minutes played. Uh, why is he starting? I mean, I understand completely why Coach K doesn't have confidence in him. What are your theories on why he started two games in a row? We just gave our theories. <laughs> no, but really. Ariana's is that he's a placeholder for Wendell Moore, which I think is a legitimate theory. My theory is that <laughs> it's an intimidation tactic. 
<laughs> Any relating to Alex O'Connell himself. <laughs> oh, and no, your theory. No, you, yeah, your you, theory you during the game, theory. which was that it's to build his confidence by like letting him start games to see like, okay, my coach has faith in me. I can do this. And he, yeah, whether or not it's there. working, uh, I don't know. Well, it's definitely not working, right? I mean, it, it almost seems worse to me to start him on this idea that you're going to like, oh, we're going to instill him with confidence by by putting him in there. He's going to grow into the role that we throw him into. Yeah. When in fact, then you just don't even play him again. Like he disappears for the rest of the first half. Well, but if it's a game theory thing, right? And so O'Connell took his first shot in the first nine, nine seconds. seconds. Okay. Missed that, the three. Yeah. That's perfect. Uh, because if he makes that three, nine seconds in, it's probably going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. He misses it. You know, no harm, mm. right? You knew he was going to miss it anyway, probably. Uh, and then you can just safely sit him down for the rest yeah. of the game. But you have to check each time <laughs> if, you know, it's like if turning... It's an, you got to put the opportunity like out to, there. You turn, you turn it on, and then you see, oh, okay. No, not working. Turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. O'Connell shooting 27.9% from three so far this year. So that just shows you that he isn't a good shooter, hasn't been, and probably will never be. So yeah, all right. That, my Unless first... there's a game where he is, mm-hmm. and then you would have to you'd have to try him as early as possible mm-hmm. to maximize his value for that game. And this way, by trying him as early as possible, you know y- how y- things are going to tend to yeah. know whether or not you should use him. I'm going to call this the premature heat check theory. Yes, is I like right? it. I like that terminology. So there are four separate Alex O'Connell starting theories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, we'll, we'll keep an eye on this. I know, well, we'll see well, how things develop. Well, this leads into a very good question from um, Steve Melnick, mm-hmm. uh, one of the OGs, one of the original OLs, the original Lazies. Uh, doesn't stand for offensive linemen. <laughs> he says, over underline on O'Connell starting more games this year is 1.5. In other words, if the over under and how many more games he'll start is 1.5, mm-hmm. are you taking over or under? Is this an actual line? Can I bet on this? I'm pretty sure that you will not get those lines anywhere. <laughs> that, that the Vegas casinos are not furiously not really interested but will, in this one. Yeah. Will Steve Melnick give me this line? Yeah, I mean, Steve, if you're listening... Uh, Wait, you is want... this illegal? If this is illegal, I'm not doing it. It's certainly it not back. illegal to talk about it. Will you give is, Aaron a gentleman's bet? It is certainly illegal to talk about gambling. I don't know. I am an actual lawyer. It's not illegal to talk about gambling. Yes, it is illegal to talk about many Bill things. Simmons has an entire yeah. podcast where he goes over the lines of the NFL games. No, 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 no. You can't, because right, well, because the podcast is going to be crossing state lines, it makes it a federal crime. Yeah, Simmons is, is only listened to in California. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so Steve, let Aaron know. This is legal advice. Oh let Aaron know what you oh think. But basically, yeah, I mean, are we going to see O'Connell starting two games uh, or more this year, or... Or one game or fewer. So if I'm going by my theory that he's a placeholder for Wendell Moore, then he's going to start more than that because we will need (laughs) Wendell Moore coming off the bench for his own confidence. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I would take the over if I am operating under that theory. Yeah, there are actually three theories where he would start more. Over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then one theory where he wouldn't. The one is which one? Uh, The pumping him up theory. Okay. Uh, That's where he would... Um, where Coach K would be like, okay, this isn't We've working. This isn't working. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but the, uh, the, crazy. the the madman theory, yeah. uh, the premature heat yep. check theory, and the Wendell Moore placeholder theory, all, all of them would lead to more than, yep. than two more O'Connell starts. So going by my theory, I would take the under. However, the one thing that concerns me, well... We just said that. 
Georgia Tech. I know. It's like he wasn't listening. I am I listening think he's to you. Not listening I, think he to I am reiterating in a way that it makes it easy oh. to listen for our listeners. Uh, oh. I'm just saying we have Georgia Tech and Wake coming. And Clemson. Oh, start those. I was about to go against the prevailing theory, Aaron, if you'd given me time. Well, there are four theories. Yeah, I'm going against the prevailing theory about what my reaction to my own theory would be. <laughs> okay? So I'm saying, even though you would expect me Him to say to the under, under you're we, have some, we have some weakling games coming up. Hmm. That I can see Coach K playing out the string and giving him more chances. All right. Well, then under the Coach K madman mm-hmm. theory, he would have to not start <laughs> yep. those yep. games. So, <laughs> Oh, heaven help us. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, sure. we've, so yeah. we'll see, what's we'll see goes. What, what, what goes down. I hope someone out there is writing all of this down. Um, Got to figure this out before you play. But this Louisville, is like, but this is like the problem with actually um, with the inductive method. Right, like nothing thinking, makes sense anymore. Thinking of theories <laughs> for for behavior Everything. that you're observing, yep. it's like sure, these are all plausible yep. theories. Yeah, uh, except mine is the best theory. Well, the thing that's great about Cameron Lacey theories <laughs> is that we can go back and revisit and tweak. We're mm-hmm. never wrong. Right. No. We just didn't have all the information exactly. at the time. Uh, exactly. Um, so okay, so Duke is very good. Mm-hmm. They're an extremely good basketball team. They're going to still be ranked number two because Gonzaga's the, in a fluff conference. The biggest paper tiger number one in recent memory. Um, but also, I want to talk about uh, a little ACC basketball, my friends. Let's do it. In that Louisville, this juggernaut that everybody has been in love with all I don't year, know why. played at home today. And they lost. And they lost by 13 mm-hmm. to Florida State for their first ACC loss. Um, any thoughts on that? I think it's hilarious. And I always think, like, Louisville is, uh, especially in the post-Patino era, they do not scare me at all. Yeah, um, I'm not surprised that Florida State beat them, um, partly because I trust Leonard Hamilton, and I always think that Florida State um, has a pretty good team, um, and are they're tough to beat, um, and they show up for big games. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're... Uh, I think they're what three and three one, and one right now yeah, in the for ACC, ACC yeah. play, and they're ranked 18. Um, right. Yeah. So like they're not, they have they're not a, a scrub. good no, yeah. like they're they've got a good solid team this year. Um, Leonard Hamilton tends to have a really interesting rotation where he will sub out his whole entire line, and so it's like he has two sets of starters. Um, and that tends to be like his game plan for how he does things. Um, and so. I, he's, he's a really smart coach. His teams tend to be really athletic, really tall and really lanky. And so yeah. they just, they just hassle you regardless of where you are on the floor, because they're always going to have a hand in whatever it is you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, and so games against them are always tough. They're always physical. Um, and I think as that starts to wear you down, your offense starts falling apart and it becomes like really difficult to score and you kind of start to lose faith in yourself. Um, and so I can see pretty easily why Louisville went down. Um, and like, that's not to say Louisville was number one at one point in time this year. Correct. Um, they were either one or one on the or, verge of yeah, being one. Something yeah. Along yeah those until lines. they lost their first game. Um, and so like they're, you know, no fluff team either, but I don't think they're, I don't think they're, 
so good that they're unbeatable or it's like unexpected that they would lose to some of these like mid-level ACC yeah. teams. Oh yeah. So, um, I was just, yeah. gl- I was glad to see them get a loss. Um, that now that means there's only two undefeated teams left. We'll talk about the other one in the ACC, mm-hmm. I should say, but yeah, Florida state to your point they're like you said, they're always big, always athletic. And I think Leonard Hamilton doesn't get enough credit for what a good coach he is. Agreed. I mean, sweet 16 last year. And that was a team last year that I thought had a really good chance mm-hmm. to go to the final four. Um, yeah, I think Duke, I picked them in one of my brackets. Duke met them in the ACC championship mm-hmm. final. They were always really good. Elite eight the year before that. Mm-hmm. Um, worst record, I think, in the last like 10 years is eight and 10 in the ACC. But he's had a couple 12 and four years. Um, and he uh, he won the conference tournament in 2011-12. Yeah, yep. yeah he, like, he's a really good coach. And Florida State's a really good team. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think part of our, like, it's always hard to go into Florida and play uh thoughts before this miami game were because we were kind of like forgetting that miami stinks now yeah and conflating them with how tough and good florida state always is um so yeah i i think you're spot on there aaron you got any uh i think i think they're actually both probably going to be tough games for us um both florida state and and louisville oh for sure Yeah. yeah um so I don't know. I mean, they're both games we could easily lose, uh, but they're both games that we could easily mm-hmm. win. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the Florida State game we had last year went <clears throat> down to the wire and it was like very intense and like Cam hit that shot that like changed everything. Yep. Um, so the I think Louisville that'll be a really was, uh, significant too. Yeah. I, I think the, Oh, the Louisville game was magical last year. Me Best game she, of the year. Me and yep. Shane were watching it, uh, at Shane's place. And like, it was outrageous, like absolutely outrageous. And we I, kept singing like as some the, weird superstitions. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh, there's something to remind me of another place and time. time. It was that weird card, the caveman yep. car rental commercial. Cause Geico was doing their thing where they brought them. back their old commercials. Yeah. And he's moving on the moving escalator and looking at a painting and yep. getting upset. Are yep. some escalators not moving? Uh, flat escalator, I mean. Uh, moving they, sidewalk. Moving sidewalk, whatever it's mm. called. Um, uh, put you on the defensive there. You See, did. that was my, uh, that was yeah. my tactic. Well done. But, uh, but yeah, I think both this year, both the Louisville and the Florida State games will be difficult. I mean, I will for sure be bringing Kool-Aid into the Louisville game after mm. Jay Billis told me that I couldn't or Dan Schulman told me that I couldn't. No, it was, it was, no. okay. it was Billis. Yeah. Well, well, I think Dan Schulman knows something about it. And he's because he laughed. He's, no yeah, way. he did. <clears throat> he's been tweeted about it. I'm going to so, try and do it. We'll see how it goes. So Lazy's, uh, we're trying to get answers out of Dan mm-hmm. Schulman. Need to know. Uh, we, we, by we, I mean me just spent two or three minutes trying to figure out what his Twitter account was. Well, you spelled his name wrong. No, I did not. <laughs> yes, you did. Dan Shulman with no C. I d- Cameron yeah. Lazy's Dan Shulman with a C. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I did that. Owned. One. Owned. <laughs> well, but you can edit tweets, right? Wrong. No, AF. you can't. You have to delete them. I will never delete my tweets. <laughs> well, then your mistake will be up there for all to see. So, okay. okay another ACC action, uh, scouting out can our someone, very next can opponent. Can someone fix that for me? No, you Absolutely can't not. edit tweets. You God. can't edit them, man. Darn it. Just like, accept it. <laughs> Tweet at him. Just start harassing him. Just and then start be, harassing him with the wrong The people that are most successful wrong. on Twitter are people who can't spell and who just harass famous people. <laughs> all Great. Day. Great. I can do that. Uh, you've already picked a fight with West Durham successfully. Yeah. <laughs> Success, he, you he, have he, an upcoming fight with Coach Gay, too. Don't forget well, it. Well, yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> right. But, but, okay, right. Virginia, Florida State, Louisville. Those are the only games that we care about this year. The only games that are going to matter. Uh, I mean, yeah. the, I'm sorry. We will care about the two Carolina wins, but yeah, uh, no, yeah. I mean, like Virginia is the only undefeated team. They won. Yeah. They held Virginia Tech to 39 effing points today. One of their classic Virginia games. 
They're going to be really good. They're ranked 19th, but you know they're going to bring it in ACC play mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, that If we want to win the regular season title, which I have a weird fixation on it yeah. right now, I really do, they're going to be our main competition. Yeah. Um, however, our next game is the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, mm-hmm. and that's a team that lost by a cool 33 points to Syracuse earlier this year. Yep. Got beat by Florida State. Uh, just went into the Dean Dome and Routed. put the hammer down. Yeah. Put the hammer down Dropped on the ninety six. Yeah. The reeling North Carolina Tar Heels. Yeah, there you go. Dropped ninety six mm-hmm. points. We thought ninety five in an ACC yeah. road game was. We good. had a ninety nine point ACC road game. When was it? Uh, 2017. Okay, there you go. So probably the second highest total yeah. of the decade here until someone finds another one. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's higher. Uh, can't be higher. Um, and be under a hundred. So, yeah, there's nothing between <laughs> 95 and 99. No, 99 and 100. No, I meant until somebody... Oh, for God's sake, man. <laughs> Did you stop playing semantics? I meant between 95 and 99. I knew it you were... knock our down thing, for fuck's I knew sake. you were anti-semantic. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Oh, Lord. Oh, This is where God's we sake. are. Yeah. Um, Anyways. Anyway, UNC is terrible. <laughs> And that's the point I wanted to bring up yeah, next. Is that they're rough. real bad. They it lost makes another me sad. guard. Yeah. Oh, what was it that Roy said? Um, oh, what's the the tweet that Tate Frazier put out? I'm ta- I'm tagging him orally. That sounds oh, very boy. uncomfortable. Jesus, it's Aaron. sexual. <laughs> well, I don't know. You're, you're oral. You do oral tagging? Yeah, I, I just did it. <laughs> Stop making fun of me, guys. It's too late. It's not fair. It's too late. I'm an old man. Take me home. I don't know. Aaron, how Aaron is sundowning. It's 11 p.m. It gets worse and worse. He's Joe Biden. You can't have him do any events after 4 p.m. I don't know. I can't find it now. No. Oh, oh no. Here, here it is. Here it is. It's from an account called Tar Heel Update. And it says, I apologize to all the North Carolina fans, anyone who cares about North Carolina basketball, and all the former players. This is the most disappointed and most upset I've ever been in my life about a basketball team. Wow. It's not even close. Hmm. Like now, I, that mm, could mm. be a fake fake tweet yeah. from Tar Heel Update. I don't know. I don't know. Uh no, it sounds... Uh, it sounds real. It's an embarrassment to lose to... Georgia Tech's not a good team. No, they're not. To lose and let them score 96 points on your home, home floor is real bad for UNC. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And we, as we, we were trying about, to figure out what the motivating strategy right. was like, with this. Why do you say that about your team? Like, I feel like as a player, if my coach comes out on air and like, says that about me, I'm like, my coach has lost faith in me, and like now I don't know what to do. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a good point. I don't. I, he's been doing basketball for a long time. He has been. He's coached a lot of teams. But quite like, successfully. <laughs> I mean, this is sure. This sure. is a low light for him. Yeah, I mean, look, what's what's this deal with the Clemson? They haven't lost in like 80 years to them or, something like or that. ever. It's something maybe. insane. They play them next weekend uh-huh. and have a really good shot to lose to Clemson at home yeah. for the first time ever. So things are dire. I mean, things are super dire right now mm-hmm. uh, in Carolina. I mean, it's hard. They'll were, probably were, turn it around. If you were Cole yeah, Anthony, if you were Cole Anthony, would you play for this team? Uh, Again? I don't think I'd come back. I think I would rest up for my NBA draft stocks and future career potentials. Okay. Aaron? Would I play You're a again? selfish man. Would you come back and play or would you go? I would never be in this position. <laughs> okay. Fair. <laughs> because I'm not talented at sports. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and you just tagged Dan Schulman. 
Um, I yeah. did it right. The right way. You did. Yay. But I spelled his name wrong, so that will give me greater leverage, you say, on Twitter. He'll know you're for real. He'll know, he'll yeah. know yeah. that I'm for real because I'm attacking a celebrity oh by spelling his name wrong. Oh yeah. I mean, you need, look, to be honest, you need about a month of responding to every tweet okay. he makes yes. immediately with like a, a shitty meme. Yeah. I should do that. Yeah. Uh, meme? Anyway. I don't know how to do that yet. Well, well yeah. Or, or just say there. like. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Just, just do some bad spelling and you'll be fine. But. All right. Well, I think we've covered it. I think we've. Uh, I feel like we have one thing that we need to talk about. Oh, what's that? That is what the music of the game is. Oh yes. So this is legit, right, Ariana? You were on this from the very beginning. Um, mm-hmm. What is the key in your mind to this season? Our team talking to each other. Right. Yeah. She said it from the beginning. Yep. It's out there, folks. You can find the audio. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm going to... Yeah. The key for this Duke team is going to be whether or not they talk to each other on the court. Aaron Kirschenfeld, why don't you have your pants on? <laughs> <laughs> so that was a clip from our first show. Yeah, uh, definitely. And it shows, yep. you, it shows you what Ariana was it right is, on it. It is always warm in here, which is why I just decided to wear an undershirt today. <laughs> does uh he's playing uh stanley kowalski from a streetcar <laughs> named desire on Stella! our <laughs> nailed it thank you um we got this thing in louisiana called napoleonic code <laughs> that was i moved i moved a little bit into into the godfather, into Brando's godfather. Yeah, yeah yeah sorry oh my god that was amazing napoleonic uh, code. <laughs> yeah you can't do it yeah, the Napoleonic Code is actually really cool. Oh, um, oh my. We could talk all about the difference between uh, French and German uh, law codification uh, on our next podcast, Fair. Origins of Civil Law, <laughs> uh, Modern Civil Law. I'm, uh, a, I'm a Saxons man. Oh, you like the Saxon <laughs> law. Okay, yeah. all right. I don't know what that means, but well, I know the Saxons are German, so I thought I okay. would yeah. 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 throw it out there. Well, uh, uh, Puffendorf was very good. Yeah, that was a great... He was um, really very good. That was Puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> yeah, he did that. Yeah, cool. Uh, so, the announcers, was it... Uh, Holly was Rowe. It, was it... Oh, Holly Rowe? Okay. Said... <laughs> I thought so, maybe. Said, made... Right. made uh, uh, reported that Coach K made Ariana's point mm-hmm. in just a really kind of cringeworthy way. So cheesy. Um, probably more cringeworthy than oral tagging. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. No, you know, I said it. That time time I said it, I heard it. it. I heard it. All right. Okay. Fair fair enough. I'll take the loss on that. Um, The Cameron Lazies are sponsored by oral tagging, (laughs) only to be found at Pop and Play. (laughs) Pop and Play, your headquarters for oral tagging. All right. we're We're still actually trying to get Pop and Play to sponsor this. So don't screw that up for me. But I'm doing a thing where I'm like, if you sponsor oh. us, I'll stop saying perverse. <laughs> See, that's actually a good idea. We'll, we'll stop libeling your product. If you sponsor, if you sponsor us. us. It's like the mafia version of like... A nice the, store you got here. Or like the coffee shop that won't pay you so you break their windows. You're like, all you gotta do is pay and your windows stop getting broken. Hey, pop and play. You don't want to be associated with oil tagging? Uh, sponsor the Cameron Lazies. It's no big deal. It's good. Good. Um, we are actually going to need my legal services. Yes, yes, we at will some point before this um, podcast gets taken down. All right. So, so Holly Rowe reports that Coach K said in a practice, or what context was he saying this? In a huddle or a practice? Yeah, or something? one of the that two. Talk 
is the music of the game. Yes. Yes. Gross. Yep. Poetic. Disgusting. Well, <laughs> yeah. But Aaron, I think Aaron came back and it was immediate. I mm-hmm. want everybody to know. He didn't even take a moment Lightning to think. Lightning fast response. And he had a great response and a true response. Aaron, well, why don't is, you? No, you tell me. What is the true music of the game, Aaron? It's sneakers. Fucking dead on. Nailed it. It's definitely sneakers. Yeah. And it's not that loud ass rim that they had. No, the rim the was so game. hard. They they're, they're, making, that rim. they're making the rims too loud. These days. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> they my... should just turn them down a smidge <laughs> so you don't have to that's yell the, over that's them. That's the problem. Everything in this country is getting better, but the rim sounds <laughs> are getting worse. Didn't Jay uh, Billis make some point about that? About that America was... getting better, but basketball players were getting worse or some shit like that? It was bizarre. We weren't listening closely, but that was Aaron's reference is that Billis, yeah, he said exactly that. <laughs> it's like, ask these people, and it's like the basketball players, everything in America is getting better. <laughs> Except the basketball players are getting worse. Well, it is actually the rim sounds that are getting worse. Yeah. So much worse. You're Stop right. it with the rim sounds. Do you think it's a do it's you think juvenile? It's, <laughs> is it rim construction or is it are they just miking up the rims for effect? It's probably both. Both. Yeah. It's a double. Yeah, it's a combination. Double yeah. Mm-hmm. And what, what do you think the intent is behind this? <laughs> What's the motive? Uh ooh. Mm. All right. Probably um it, okay. It's probably the enervation of our um of our souls. Oh. So they they put the sound in there and we become so emotionally attached to the clangor. Mm. Mhm. Right? Yeah. It's a literal clangor. Mhm. Uh that uh it deadens our senses to you know the other sensual aspects of basketball. Yeah. Do you think there's something Pavlovian where if you only um, had mm. a loud sound on the opposing team's end. Ooh. They become addicted to it in some way. Mm. Now, actually, that would be a good idea to just play the clanging rim sound. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of like pumping in crowd noise, but pumping in <laughs> clanging, clanging rim. Just constantly through the <laughs> possession. <laughs> even before they shoot. No, it's just construction work. Don't worry about it. It's, it's actually sounds of clanging rims. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it could also be used as a distraction mm. for when, like we saw in ESPN's cast of the game today through the beginning of the first, or through, for the beginning of the oh. second half, they had it slated as the first half in their scoring you yeah. know, that's right. kicker. That's right. And so it could be a means of like distraction. You're so upset and annoyed by the right. clanging of the rims that you're not paying attention for all the different ways that ESPN is messing up. Right. Or they're just, they're just keeping us off base. Exactly. To sell Unbalanced. us more products. Yeah. In the advertisements. Yeah. I think Shameful, all, this, really. all, all yeah. this is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last point of contention. This, this podcast is uh, uh, advertising free. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, except for the pop, pop and play. play, the pop and play oral. But tagging. it's the yeah, it's the <laughs> negative ad. Mm-hmm. Pop so. and play oral tagging is our thing. <laughs> now okay. we we'll put that in the show notes. So, yeah. <laughs> or no, put it in the podcast metadata so that it actually gets. <laughs> it's okay, but nobody actually releases these episodes anyway, so it's no, no, no. It's all yeah. It all just stays in the in the cassette deck. Right. In my, Good. In my home. That's what I've been told. Yeah. Well, okay, we're at 50 minutes. I mean, we have a chance here, a big chance for us to finish an episode in under one hour. We do. I almost feel like we should seize it. What do you guys think? I think some fans would be pleased. <laughs> what if What if Aaron just sighed for nine <laughs> minutes? <laughs> to get the us? best of Aaron sighing. <laughs> it's 
good. <laughs> With me just being the very boring NPR host, being like, "This was from uh, yeah, January. This was Aaron's <laughs> This was January fourth, twenty twenty, at the fifty-two minute mark of the podcast. Uh, Aaron was exasperated by Shane um, tickling him and Ariana laughing, and he was feeling frustrated. And here's that sigh. Yeah, well, you, have you, you, you have to do oh, the side. You have to do the side, man. Oh. Now he has to do that no, no, all that over again. A, no, that was a flashback. <laughs> oh, okay. It was a flash forward flashback. <laughs> so don't worry about it. All right, we're goofy. Yeah, great. Uh, let's get the yeah, hell out of here. Very, yeah. It's very next late. Next game is against G-Tech. Georgia Tech on Wednesday. We will be with you, I'm sure, next week. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good one. Ariana, Aaron, uh, Lazy's out there. Tweet at us. Say our names. And subscribe. May God yeah. bless your souls. Yeah, Cheers. That too.